Welcome to Brit Lachey Speaks, where I speak on topics of music, movies, tech trends, books, and overall creative inspirations. Thank you for joining me, and don't be afraid to chime in on today's topic. Peace and blessings. Hey, Brit fam. Let us talk about this funeral. Oh, my stars. The Aretha Franklin funeral was everything now I normally don't do funerals I can't, I just it's something about the body being in the vicinity but since I was not actually at the funeral and I watched it live stream I was okay they didn't show the body at least on the live stream that I was watching they didn't show the body they showed the casket but when it was open and the people were viewing the body, we were looking at it from the backside, so we couldn't actually see Aretha. So I, I did okay with that part. But when I tell you I got hardly anything done because the funeral lasted my entire shift, it was it was awesome. All of the speakers came with their their, their stories of how. Aretha impacted their lives. Um, all of the singers did a, a song that Aretha either made or sang. Um, there were some questionable things on there, like everybody's debating on the whole Ariana Grande dress and the men in the pulpit and all that stuff. So I'm not gonna get into that because I have I'm conflicted. <laughs> on that issue so I just think the child didn't know but we'll leave it at that um there were some amazing performances absolutely loved um what's his name Bishop Paul Morton and Yolanda Adams loved uh Fantasia oh that girl can sing and Oh, the Clark Sisters did my song, Is My Living in Vain. That is one of my top 10 church songs. And then people got up there and they was going up yonder. I was getting my whole entire church life making a playlist off of the songs that were sung at this funeral. Ron Osley came out singing His Eye is on a Sparrow. I'm a little bit upset because, okay, the funeral lasted so long that I had to leave work. And of course, when I leave work, that's when Jennifer Hudson's gonna decide to get up and sing. I'm like, gosh, darn it. That's who I was waiting on. Cause she got up and I heard she sang Amazing Grace. So I'm gonna have to YouTube it to figure out uh, how that went and see what does anybody know what jennifer holiday sang because they were uh, i told i was told that she did the song as they were um taking aretha out of the church so of course i missed that too because that was at the end of the program but it was a it was a lovely service they had the the pink cadillacs outside of the church that was an amazing visual as well the, uh, the family sat at the front. Um, you saw so many different people. Uh, Faith Hill performed as well. I can't remember what song she did, but she was the very first artist to perform. The choir was amazing. Um, 
I really loved Bill Clinton's speech. It just felt like they just had a true friendship and she didn't give one hoot that he was the president. She just she just talked to him like a normal person. It was it was great to see how other people saw her outside of her fame, outside of her um, being the queen of soul. She was just a normal, regular person who cared about the civil rights movement, who cared about women's rights. She was very, very passionate about political um, stance. And it shows, like, the city of Detroit really embraced her as one of their own. And that was great. Um, It was nice to see that the mayor and um, some of the council people for Detroit uh, were wanting to rename the park there. I believe they said the original name is Shane Park. They want to rename it Aretha Park. I think that's amazing. And she also gets her own road, which is cool too. So like all overall, I'm just saying this was a really good funeral. Long is nobody's business. But when you have somebody this famous, I can see why it was so long. And of course they started late. But I was just concerned about those who were diabetic. Like, did they just bring a meal with them in their purses and stuff? Because nobody, I didn't, from what I could see, nobody was getting up to leave. Oh, I forgot to say, Cicely Tyson was there. And she is one of my favorite actresses as well. And she made an entrance and she did like a monologue piece. The cast of the Have and Have Nots by Tyler Perry was there because that was one of Aretha's favorite shows, which I thought that was really, really cool. I did see Jennifer Lewis in the audience when they were at at the beginning of the um, funeral when everybody was finding their seats. Now, it was just, it was, it was, it was a lot of people there and a lot of people who just gave their condolences to the family and sharing their little piece their little piece of how Aretha affected their lives overall pretty good did you get to see any of the funeral um I missed the days before when they were doing um showing the body and how she was changing outfits and stuff and I missed uh, some of the concerts that they had prior to the funeral um I heard Gladys Knight said that she um was suffering from the same cancer type of cancer that Aretha had and now I couldn't figure out the sources so I don't know if it's true or not so y'all let me know um and what did you think about the funeral not the limp but the quality of the funeral I would love to get your opinion on that. So, you know, call in or, you know, leave your response on the social. Continuation of Aretha. I know her funeral has passed and I did a review of the funeral. But now I want to talk about this tribute, this Aretha Franklin tribute on the Black Girls Rock 2018 edition 
edition. When I tell you these ladies poured their heart and soul onto the floor and left it for us to hear over and over again. I did not get to see the original taping of this, but thank goodness BET Networks put it on YouTube. And I got to experience all 11 minutes and 50 seconds of it, starting out with Jasmine Sullivan, then Lettucey, then Cynthia Irvio, then Stephanie Mills, and then Yolanda Adams. They tore it completely up, and I am oh so thankful. They did Aretha well, like nobody missed a note. Everybody sang and gave her songs justice. It started out with Jasmine and she did amazing. Like, girl, you need to come out with some new music. I know this is the Aretha bit, but honey, you have too much soul and you are too young not to bless us with more music. And then Lettuce can sing the daggone phone book and I would sit there and be reciting 781-223 and just singing numbers with her. She is extremely talented. Now, Cynthia Irvio, I do not know her, but I'm gonna have to look her up on Spotify now. She has a very good voice. Clear, crisp, it's just, it's unique, it's subtle, but yet powerful. And then Stephanie Mills is the OG in the game. Stephanie Mills, whoo! That woman can blow. She really can. And oh, she did Aretha justice. And then we end the whole group with Yolanda Adams. She took us completely to church with How I Got Over. The choir came out to the stage. People were on their feet, just feeling it throughout the room. This was how a tribute should be done. This is how you should do it from here on out. I'm expecting this caliber, a tribute for anybody else who gets a tribute. This point on, this is the example. This was so, so good. Y'all really need to check it out. Look it up on YouTube, the Aretha Franklin tribute, Black Girls Rock 2018, so that you can see it and hear it for yourselves. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. WTF, WTF, WTF. I'm so happy, ask me why. It's not because all this pumpkin spice is coming out, I can tell you that. I don't care for pumpkin spice stuff. It doesn't smell that good to me in my opinion, but that's just me. But when pumpkin spice season comes, guess what time it is? It's fall. I am so excited that fall is coming. We are one week away. It starts on Saturday, September the 22nd, goes all the way through December 21st. But you know what comes with fall? What I really enjoy besides the changing of the leaf colors, like I love the fall colors. That's just, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, but what I really like is these hot temperatures going away because right now it is too blasted hot. It's going to be 90-something degrees. It's September. 
I am I am ready for jacket season. Like I want to bring back windbreaker suits. You know those those type of suits that make noise that let people know you are coming. Like back in the day when we was playing when we was playing basketball, you get the breakaway pants with the windbreaker jacket. I want to bring that back. That's fall weather attire in my opinion. So let's bring out the browns, the 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 mustard yellows, the oranges. Let's bring that back. I am here for it all. Let's celebrate fall. Ooh, wait a second. That rhymes. Having a special moment. So what is your favorite season? Are you ready for fall? Like, and also in Tennessee, yes, we get all four seasons, but some re- for some reason these last couple of years, we've been skipping fall. Like it's been like here for like a week or two and then it's winter or we have an unseasonably hot winter. Like I need for fall to at minimum last six to eight weeks. Or can we get six weeks? Can we get six weeks of true fall this year to where I can wear my jacket and not freeze? And can we get like a not so wet fall? Because I want to enjoy the outside and be outside with nature, but I don't want to be out there wet. I mean, I'm just putting in a, you know, a request. So what is your favorite season of the year and why? You know, just give us a little shout out. Call in, send us a message on our social. Love to hear what you think. Wow, I can't even believe in September we're even talking about this. But I'm going to be that person. Yes, I'm going to be that person that mentions the C word in September. What's the C word? You may be thinking. Christmas. Yes. So I was reading on CNN, you know, just checking out some articles, you know, seeing what's going on. And I come across an article. Guess what? I'm just going to tell you because I ain't got time for y'all to sit here and guess. We already know it's Christmas related. But did you know that Amazon will be delivering live Christmas trees this year? live Christmas trees straight to your door. You don't even get the joy going out and looking out at the Christmas trees and picking that special one. They just bringing it to your door. Like, I'm not that live Christmas tree kind of person. Like, we used to have it when I was growing up. Yes. However, I am all about the fake Christmas tree right now because I can just put it out when I want to. I can take it down when I want to. I don't have to worry about, you know, bugs and shaking the Christmas tree before bringing it in the house. It lasts. It stays the same color. I can use it year after year. And I got a really, really good one. Two years ago... Because, you know, after Christmas season, that day after, Walmart be having everything 50 to 75% off. I got me a good one. And I'm talking about some good decorations, too. It's amazing. Like, it's, it's getting there. It's getting to, you know, like, professional quality. I'm still a little bit ways. There are still a couple things that I want to add to the Christmas tree. I'm going to check and see after, you know, Christmas sales come on, if they are on sale for me to add. But we, we digress. Let's get back to Amazon. 
So basically what they're doing is they are selling full-size Christmas trees um, this year with a delivery service. And basically the delivery service will be through Prime for any users um, to any user's door 10 days after the tree has been chopped. So you select your tree 10 days, about approximately 10 days or so after the tree is chopped, uh, they'll deliver it to you. Now, from what I'm seeing, these prices are um, the premium tree, which is a seven foot Fraser fir, is $115. Now, this could be, you know, this could be something you're looking into if you, one, don't have time to pick out a Christmas tree, or two, you know, just want it delivered to you so you don't have to figure out how you're going to transport the Christmas tree, because that's a big thing, too, because, you know, you have to wrap that thing up and put it on the top of the car, or, you know, in the truck, or what if you don't have a vehicle? and you really love live Christmas trees. You gotta figure out how to get that thing home, so this could be a blessing for you if it's done this particular way. Now, Prime membership has gone up, so if you're not already a Prime member, it's gonna cost you about $119 yearly. Unless you are a student, college students, you do get a discount. Be aware of this. You will need to have um, your school email address because they do verify. So um, I believe it's still like half of what, I think it's half of the original pricing. So we're looking at about $60, um, a year for your uh, Amazon Prime membership, which is pretty darn decent. I mean, that's that two-day shipping is amazing. Just saying. But um, the tree service um, will have Fraser fir, balsam fir, Black Hills spruce, and Norfolk Island pine are the different types of trees that they will be selling um, throughout the holiday season for delivery. So yeah, if you're up in the market for that, be thinking about that. I mean, you can start thinking. I mean, it is September. So you, you got a minute. But you know... As soon as Halloween hits, you get Thanksgiving and Christmas all at the same time. They don't need to give you a hot second to celebrate just Thanksgiving. You get Thanksgiving, Christmas stuff all at the same time. So it might as well be on, you know, in the back of your mind uh, if you want to participate in getting the tree delivered to you. Yep, yep. What is the shade reading? So, y'all, I'm an avid reader. I love books like my dream home will have a room that is dedicated to being a library 
you can call a library slash office, but it's gonna have ceiling to floor bookshelves. I also want a stairwell that has bookshelves underneath. You know, like where Harry Potter lived in, in, in the beginning series where he was at his aunt's house and that little section, that little section right under the stairs, I want that to be a big bookshelf. Like I am here for it. I can't wait to build it. It's gonna be amazing. But this is not about bookshelves. What I wanna talk about in my tech slash mm, social media news is about the NYC library, New York City library. They are doing something simply amazing that I think just helps promote, you know, reading. You know, cause reading is fundamental. The NYC library is posting classic novels to Instagram for you to read. Like some examples are um, Alice in Wonderland, The Metamorphosis. You just need to follow them on their Instagram, which is at NYPL, like New York Public Library. So at NYPL to see um, the different books that they're posting in their stories. It's quite cute. Just get a little story in um, and check it out. Like you don't have to read much. Although I suggest you going to your local library as well and picking up a good book. You know, try a new genre out. Um, it, it just gives you a sense of adventure without actually having to pay for travel hotel fees. Uh, it expands your mind. It just takes, it's relaxing. Um, I'm now trying to try out new genres because I usually stay in the paranormal romance or um, suspense romance. Romance is the key <laughs> in everything that I read. Um, so now I'm trying to go out into uh, reading a little bit more into... Um, sci-fi like true sci-fi um as well as drama and a little suspense like i'm a i'm a really jumpy person <laughs> by nature so and i find that um movies are a little uh no not movies but books are a little more detailed and graphic when it comes to horror and thriller and um suspense novels so I am easing into that category. And so far, um, it's, it's been really interesting. I've read a couple of good books that I'll, uh, of course, at some point review and um, share with you all. I am taking suggestions on books. So if you have a good read, please let me know as I expand my genres, especially if it's outside of paranormal or paranormal romance. Um, so if it's, if it's a good book, I am looking forward to trying it. I am now reading a few books. Let's see what's on my docket right now. Let's see, let's see. I'm reading, I'm starting the Bobby Brown uh, book, Every Little Step I Take, I believe is the name of that book. I'm also doing, whew, it's a ton that I've started. I also have a habit of starting books 
and not just reading them straight through. So um, the president's shadow, which is the third couple ring, um, third uh, book in the couple ring series with Brad Metzler. I'm also reading the book of Phoenix by Indy uh, Okorafor. I am sorry if I'm mispronouncing um, that name as well. Uh, what else is on my docket? I started reading Flat Broke with Two Goats. Now, this book is funny. I need to continue reading it. Um, it's, it's quite hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm also in the middle of Tommy's um, Children of the Blood and Bones. It's, it's picking up as well. And Gabrielle Union's We're Gonna Need More Wine. Oh, and Jennifer Lewis's book. I did start that. I'm about five chapters in on that book. I want to get that. Like, I want to continue that series, that um, book as well. But I want to get the audio book for that. Because I just have a feeling that Jennifer Lewis is narrating her own audio book. And I need her voice. Like, I need, it's kind of like... I can hear her saying some of this foolishness and mayhem in her voice. And I would really like to experience that. So I'm, um, I paused that book just to um, get the audiobook of that. And I'm going to continue um, going through Jennifer Lewis's audiobook on that particular um, book. And so I also, with my group at work, will soon be reading the book called um, An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. So I am looking forward to reading that. I got to have that read by the end of this month so we can discuss it. It's got some really high ratings on it. So I'm looking forward to reading, reading that book as well. So like I said, if you have some books out there that you absolutely love and think are a good read, please drop me a note and let me know the name of the book and the author. And you know, like a little spiel about the book. Don't give away the plot though, because I want to find that out myself. But you know, tell me why you why you like this book and why you're suggesting it. That would be great. Awesome loves. Let's talk health. All right, let's talk about a little health-ish, tech-ish, um, ride-sharing-ish topic that I saw on CNN not too long ago about Uber Health. Now, from what I could grasp on the topic, Uber is now providing ways in some select cities, I believe, I don't think it's here in Nashville, but in some select cities, it's providing rideshare services to where they will take you to your medical appointments. Now, I've seen some positive and some negative feedback on this specific type of um, ride sharing. And just wanna get a, get a little feedback from, from my listeners. Um, in a way, they're saying it's good because you know, it's, it's providing the service of getting people to, uh, you know, servicing their medical needs and getting them to the correct people that they need to go to like doctor's offices you know urgent care centers things of that nature but then again it was like shedding some negative light on it 
because um, of course these people are not that are taking uh, patients to their medical doctors are not um, nurses or people with medical um, know-how like they're not trained people they're just they're just um, uber drivers but then this is what the problem is that I see. I see if you're going to like a regular appointment, I don't see where the problem is getting an Uber to, to do that. I don't, I, it's just like taking a cab or getting on public transportation. None of those are in, none of those uh, professions are in the medical field and have medical training, but you would still take them to get you from point A to point B. Now, if this is an emergency, I do believe that you need to call 911 and get yourself with uh, uh, somebody who's trained to assist you in the emergency and or ambulance call to get you to the hospital in uh, a very quick manner to save your life and or, you know, assist you with, like I said, that emergency. I would not call an Uber for that. But then this is this is this is where things gets a little squirrely. It's like I don't have a problem with it. But I also need the client or the customer to use common sense. It's like common sense isn't common anymore. If it's an urgent situation, why would you call the Uber? I can see where some people were going with this. Okay, an Uber will get to you faster than an ambulance. Yeah, an Uber will get to you faster than an ambulance, but an Uber can't run lights. You can't like break the law to get you to the hospital you still need to be able to get there safely i can see a lot of lawsuits coming in when it comes to urgent care and urgent issues with uber health however i think it's still a, a warranted service for like i said those hospital visits or appointments like doctors regular doctor's appointments that aren't urgent that are planned ahead and i don't see a problem with ride sharing for those types of appointments but not so much on the urgent emergent side of things what are your thoughts call into anchor and give me your thoughts or you know hit me up on social media and let me know what you think about this new um feature with uber um called uber health Thanks for listening to Britt Lachey Speaks. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor FM. Connect with me on Twitter at Britt Speaks and Facebook at Britt Lachey Speaks. That's B-R-I-T-T-L-A-S-H-E-A Speaks. See you on the next episode.